listening to Discovering Amazing Possibilities, part of the Amplify Her Media Network. I'm Carmen Shields. We are all unique human beings living this human experience we call life. We are all works in progress. What if we took that a step further, pausing for a moment? A moment to ask ourselves, what else is possible? Bringing the question into the forefront of our consciousness without seeking out any answer. What if you were to just be with the question so that you can then choose something different for your life? So this podcast is an invitation to you to ask yourself the question, what else is possible? And to see what amazing possibilities show up. So do the thing. Create the masterpiece. Do whatever your heart desires. Give yourself permission to do it messy and do it anyway. Keep discovering something new about yourself each and every day. Get curious about you. What amazing possibilities have you not considered in your life today? And I want to offer a disclaimer. This question of what else is possible is not something I created on my own. It is based on a tool I learned through my own journey of self-discovery. And while on this journey, I wanted to share with others in hopes to spark a little inspiration and spread some goodness along the way. Hope you enjoy the podcast. I want to preface this episode with a trigger warning. Some of the topics discussed on today's episode may be a trigger for those listening. So if any of these topics such as abortion, religion and spirituality, activism or deep grief like anxiety or depression are triggering for you, I would invite you to skip this episode and join us for the next one. Hi everyone and welcome to the show. Today I have a very special guest. Her name is Karen Pratt. Karen is a human resources and logistics management professional with over a decade in corporate America. She immigrated to the United States at age four to Morristown, New Jersey and moved to Atlanta, Georgia to pursue a degree in biology from Clayton University. This Jersey girl continues to grow and evolve in the pursuit of happiness. Karen currently resides in Colorado with her husband, dog Patches, and cats Bubsy and Toasty. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I'm very honored to have you as my guest today. I'm a little bit nervous. I'll be transparent with you because you are my very first guest. So this is very exciting. (laughs) I'm like super over the top and excited. That's why. Yes, that makes two of us. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So you and I met uh, very interestingly on Bumble for Friends, and I didn't have a clue there was even Bumble for Friends. (laughs) I didn't either. (laughs) It was really cool how we both met and we became friends. And now you're on my podcast. So I know today we're talking about what I like to term AFGE which means another fucking growth experience. And we're going to talk about another fucking growth experience in your 30s, which absolutely is really interesting. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your story? Give a little background of who you are, 
all the good stuff. Yes. Where absolutely. are you from originally? Um, what do you like to do for fun and anything else you want to add? Yeah, I'll definitely get started here. So I've been Karen Pratt for uh, almost three years. It'll be three years in November since I, me and my husband got married. But originally I was born uh, Karen Stephanie Murillo in um, a little town called Cihuatepeque, Honduras. Try saying that three times fast. <laughs> when I was four, uh, my family decided to emigrate to the U.S. I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, the majority of my high, my childhood, I did grow up in New Jersey. Shout out to the Garden State. I ended up moving to Atlanta, Georgia for college, obtaining a degree in biology my plan originally, right, we all have these plans in college, uh, was to move, to, was to attend a medical school and focus on holistic healing specifically. Um, during that process, I became a certified doula, which is like a birth assistant. You know, um, people think like it's a midwife, but not really. It's more of like a birthing coach specifically for women that want to have a natural birth. Um, and I just fell in love with the whole endocrine system and birth and the postpartum healing as a whole. Over the course of three years, I actually attended over 24 births. And mind you, I was very young. Started when I was 18. Um, by the time I was 22, I was really deep into school and it just, the scheduling just became too much. So um, I decided to retire from being a doula. Uh, shortly after that, I got the opportunity to travel abroad and study in Paris um, in a school called City Universitaire in southern Paris. Amazing, amazing experience. I traveled uh, through Europe while I was there and just fell in love with exploring and getting lost and just getting to meet new people and having no clue where I am. Um, I studied anthropology and sociology while I was there. and It was an amazing experience. I think it helped me even be more extroverted <laughs> than I am. So um, when I came back home, I ended up having to help my family a lot more than I was. They currently had a business. It was failing. So I took on a full-time job. Um, being the eldest child or the oldest daughter in a Latino family, there's a lot is expected of you. So um, they, that became my main focus was just helping my brothers um, get them through school and just helping my parents pay bills and things like that. So I ended up getting a job in corporate America and just working my way up through there as well. It was a good career, definitely not what I originally planned, but I can't complain. I traveled a lot with my jobs and just grew a lot professionally in the human resources realm of, of corporate America. I met my husband in 2015 online, me meeting the best people online all the time. <laughs> Um, we got married in 2019, and we decided to make the jump and move halfway across the country to Colorado um, in early 2020. So we've been here for about two and a half years. We live with our little corgi patches and our two, do uh, two dogs, two cats, uh, Bubsy and Toasty. So just loving Colorado, right? Loving outdoors I'm not I was never an outdoors person but I feel like Colorado has really brought that out of me I love just being outside reading going for a hike um, going to the reservoir floating in a lake <laughs> I'm just kind of exploring the the outdoors and nature I mean low humidity definitely helps but I'm just really happy to be here where I am now 
Well, that is quite a story <laughs> for sharing all that. And I feel like I'm getting to know more and more of you as you share yeah. the story. So that's really awesome. <laughs> One of the things I did not know is that you had been a doula. I, I would imagine an amazing experience. Yes. You, ha- you had in your late teens, early 20s. <laughs> I know. It's crazy when I think about it. But yeah, I was I was living that life um, in the birthing world, especially in, in Georgia. I mean, at the time, home birth was illegal in Georgia. And there was like an underground birthing community. And there was like midwives that would uh, help you give birth at home. But it was all like hush, hush. And these women had to have doctors, you know, along. And then just be like, oops, it happened at home kind of scenario. I know nowadays they have like a birthing center and um, they're more open and a little bit more progressive, but it was interesting to be a part of that for sure, especially at such a young age. (laughs) Yes. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you. So as you know, I have this term that I like to call AFGE and I did not make it up. It's something I heard along along the way in my journey of this thing we like to call life. Mm -hmm. Um, Another fucking growth experience. So yes so many in uh, your 30s put you on the spot and let's hear what's uh afge in your 30s that you would like to share i know i am currently 33 years old almost 34 virgo season is upon us um however i feel like i've been 30 in my 30s for i don't know two decades now <laughs> but i wanted to share something huge that I am still overcoming um, as we speak right now. But I just I just feel like sharing this will maybe help other people and it'll just resonate to, hey, there is another side of this and, and you'll get through it. Um, so in 2020, shortly after we moved here, my husband and I decided to grow our family. It was like the end of 2020 after we had bought our house. And we actually got pregnant early last year in 2021. Uh, we were lucky enough to get pregnant right away. We were, you know, making all the plans. Everything was like, check, 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 all the boxes. Um, unfortunately, during our second trimester, we did find out that our son had a lot of chromosomal abnormalities. Uh, he would require a utero surgery to even make it to birth. And then if he survived the birth, um, his quality of life would be very difficult. Um, and if we went to several specialists. We got um, a lot of feedback. Um, We did the amniocesis, the CVS, where all the tests that you can imagine. Uh, We made a really, really gut-wrenching decision to term the pregnancy at 21 weeks. It was very difficult actually finding um, an obstetrician or doctor that would actually do it here. So we ended up driving to New Mexico. We took a very quiet drive to New Mexico on a Tuesday. Um, And then we were back in Colorado after a two-day procedure that Friday. And cue depression, right? Um, And it's funny because looking back, like in my 20s, I'm like, oh, I'm depressed. And it's like, it was almost kind of like a, not a thought that you would think like, oh yeah, are you really depressed? But this was the first time I was actually very depressed. Um, And so I, I say that to say this, it's hard it's not feeling sad or low it's like an absence of emotion almost but I worked through it I I put myself into therapy uh, thank goodness for that and 
it, it really helped me immensely. I started doing more research into my own spirituality and what I believe. I was raised a Christian, but a lot of those teachings were just not resonating with what I needed at the time. So I sought out meditation. I knew that me being an extroverted person and not having friends in Colorado was also not helping. So I put myself out there. I joined Bumble, uh, made new friends, and actually met through met you through through that process. I think you introduced me to Reiki, which was very eye opening for me to have heard about it. Definitely was my first experience, but it helped me a lot. Just really resonated that whole spirituality side of me and hey there are more layers to this universe than what we see and just allowing myself um, to explore that part of me has really really been huge in my growth Um, on an upward swing last fall we did find out that we were pregnant again however our fetus stopped growing at around six weeks and I I actually had my DNC uh, the same day I had to pick up my parents from the airport. They were visiting us for the holidays. So it was a good distraction looking back at it now because I didn't have time to process anything. Um, Just had my parents here, you know, go, 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 visit all the fun stuff, went skiing. So to this day, our fertility journey continues. Um, Definitely not what we thought it was going to be, but I had no choice but to grow. And I'm just really thankful for that spiritual awakening. It's definitely a newness and groundness is that a word (laughs) that um, I haven't felt before and I just love it now I can't imagine my life without it I am still looking forward to being a mother uh, one day but even more so I look forward to continuing to grow and discovering the endless possibilities uh, within me and just learning more about myself and loving myself I'm very excited Wow, that's an amazing story. Thank you so much for being vulnerable and transparent and sharing a little bit about your journey. Yeah. Yeah, when we met, I had mentioned Reiki to you Mm -hmm. and without even knowing that you had lost a baby. So Mm -hmm. um, I am really grateful that you were open to that process too of receiving Reiki for your journey. Uh, because like you said, there's about a hundred different layers that you don't know, or you don't realize, or that are not in your awareness at the time until you really start to dig up those layers, so to speak, and, you know, find new modalities, I guess. uh, Absolutely. Connecting with your, your highest self and your own spirituality and life is a journey, right? We continue growing yeah. and learning. And I think something that's really important for people to know is you're not just getting through it, but you're growing through it. And I like that. a lot of people don't realize that or can even recognize that because they don't have the tools needed to mm-hmm. have that in their awareness or bring it out of their subconscious to the conscious. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I love it. What's one of the things you've learned about yourself uh, along the journey during this growth experience? I know you mentioned connecting with your spirituality and learning uh, new modalities and having new tools in your tool bag. 
sorts, you know, Absolutely. on your healing journey? Yeah, I think I've learned mostly to sit with my feelings um, and really feel them, whether good or bad, um, and allow them to teach me, you know, just go to that quiet space and say, well, why am I angry about this? What triggered me? You know, and kind of following the breadcrumbs reverse um, to kind of understand yourself a little bit more. Um, and you'd be surprised, you know, what triggers you. Sometimes it's a commercial or just driving down the street and it's a baby on a stroller. I mean, it's it's so many things, right? But learning to understand that that is something within you and accepting yourself for it, not trying to push it away um, or anything. Definitely out of that growth, I've learned how resilient I am considering everything. And I relish in that and I, I feel like proud of myself for having gone through that. And, and still, I'm not saying I'm over the hump. Like I'm probably over the peak of it on the downward here, but it's still something that you have to work through every day. And yes, uh, do I wear my heart on my sleeve? Absolutely. And before it was something that I was maybe like, eh, I don't know if that's a good thing, but now I love that about myself. You know, I'm unapologetically myself. I'll cry if I have to cry. I've done it at work. It's just one of those things. It's like, that's just Karen. <laughs> She's just, you know, over, and some people may say it's too much. And I like to say, you know, I'm like, when you order, uh, when you're at Chipotle and you order guac, yes, I'm extra. <laughs> so, but I, I just learned to love that about myself. And I know that I have a lot to bring to the table and a lot of life to live. So I just try to be in the moment as much as possible. And whether that's being sad, you know, for an hour or two or being very happy or joyous, I just learned to, to sit in that. Yep. Just another fucking growth experience. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I loved what you said that, yes, I want the extra and taking the good with the bad and I'm mm-hmm. taking it all, you know? Yeah. And absolutely. recognizing that and not making your emotions or how you're feeling right or wrong or good or yeah. bad, just sitting with that in the present moment and mm-hmm. discovering maybe an amazing possibility that you didn't realize or you didn't consider before yeah no it's been definitely very eye-opening and it's funny because saying I'm 33 out loud my mind's like no you're not (laughs) you know and and we think about our our spiritual lives and, and I'm like well this is definitely not my first go around and just understanding that I'm there's a purpose to this just knowing that there's more out there and there is more lives to live and just sharing that I live it to the fullest to fulfill my purpose. And this one has been just instrumental and enlightening uh, in order for me to move forward. Yes. We all came to the (laughs) earth in human form, right? And our soul had a contract said, Hey, we're going to be human. And these are the lessons we're meant to learn along the way in this, in this human experience. I love that. And that just resonates something deep inside of me where I know it's true. And I'm very open with my spirituality and, and, and the changes in me. And sometimes you get these looks, you know, like, uh, like but it just, head. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. but you know, you're like, what works for me works for me. And this is just the, the part that I'm in, in my life, you know, just as in 10 years ago, I was 
deep, deep in the church and that community and spreading the gospel and all that, but just growing from that and, 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 and not turning from that, but just keeping the things that I want and allowing that to help me jump into the space that I am now. What was that process like shifting from, you know, living <laughs> such a religious life and then not really turning away from it, like you said, but moving yeah. more towards the spiritual space versus, you know, the religion. I think um, I am a bit of an activist. Um, I mean, I was protesting Roe versus Wade. I was protesting, um, you know, women's rights, immigration rights, DACA, all of that. And just educating myself more about humanity and as a society and what we need to do to get to progress and to a better just prosperous world for everybody, equal for everybody. And equality is very important to me. And I feel like there's parts of the church and Christianity specifically that don't fulfill that at all. And it was kind of clashing in my mind and in my soul. It was a clash. I love the story and the teachings of unconditional love and agape love. I love all those teachings, but not so much condemning people or maybe feeling superior to others because you have a belief that they don't. Um, that really didn't resonate with me. So I think me being a little bit of an activist started to change that in me a bit. So at one point where I, I just rebelled against it, I was like, well, I'm going to start cursing and drinking. <laughs> it just kind of was like a 180, you know, and then I found my balance kind of like, okay, let me, let me not be so crazy and, and go back. And then, you know, just like you said, the journey and where life takes you through sometimes it just pushes you into the next space. But I feel like everything that I've believed in has had a purpose in me and it's still in me in some level. And right now I'm, I'm, I'm a baby in the whole spiritual realm um, as well, but I'm just like eating it up as a sponge. And, and it was the same with me 10 years ago in Bible study, I was eating it up, you know? So I think being a, an avid student has always helped me and, and just having an appetite for learning. I think yeah. that's, that's really how I transition. Connecting with your curiosity about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm going to ask you this question. What or who, not what, who are some of your allies that you have in your life uh, on your journey through growth? Yeah, I definitely have good pillars. My husband, obviously my partner in life, he is supportive of everything <laughs> he would go to church with me when we met he would go to protests with me now he's buying me he goes to meditations with me he'll buy spiritual books and you know whatever it is that I want I've, I've been reading into crystals lately and he bought me a whole bunch of little crystals and he really is a pillar in my life that I think his love has allowed me to even love myself even more and really explore that part of myself of like, hey, it's okay not to please everybody. It's okay not to be everybody's cup of tea. You know, I'm a people pleaser by nature. And sometimes that can be a little toxic because you learn, you lose yourself uh, by just being the yes woman. Yes, 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 I'll do it. I'll get it done. But it's like him taking care of me. For example, and this may sound crazy, but I didn't, realize that when someone sighs 
it's like a reaction of a thought or something that maybe is not sitting with them well. I just thought a sigh was just like, you know, and because I've never, no one's ever said anything to me when I sighed. I've always just been like, oh, whatever. But my husband at the time it was my boyfriend. He's like, are you okay? What's wrong? And I'm like, what? Why are you asking me that? He's like, you just sighed. And it was like a light bulb went in my head. I was like, no one's questioned my side before, you know? So just like a, like that thing just pivots me into being more, and I don't want to say self-centered, but just being okay with putting myself first and loving myself um, and just growing from that. And yes, that has caused relationships to end uh, because if you're not fulfilling that pleasing people, pleasing role, some people just don't have a place for you in their lives. Um, but I do have my constant uh, friends that are now spread out through the country. One of my best friends I actually met at work when I was 19. She's still a huge pillar in my life. She's a constant. It doesn't matter what I'm going through or what I'm believing in. She's always going to check up on me. She'll always listen on me. And I'm, I'm just extremely grateful for her. Um, I also have another friend that I, when we met, we met, we also met at work and uh, he's actually from Honduras. He, he lived in the, the little town that I was born in before he moved to the States. And I was like, that's such a coincidence, right? But now I know that that was, that was his purpose. And he's, uh, he's a huge pillar in my life. And he has really helped me reconnect with my roots, with my Honduran roots and just, you know, the language and the culture. And he, I've never been back to Honduras since I immigrated from there when I was four. And he organized my bachelorette party in Honduras. And that was my first time going back was in 2019. Oh, wow! And it was just like eye opening, like talk about full circle. Right. So um, those are really some people that really resonate with me and that I, I truly love and I will always love for the rest of my life. That's so amazing. Yeah. What was it like to immigrate from Honduras? I'm really curious. Did you remember young. much of it when you yeah, were I rem- Yeah, I remember a lot of it, actually. I remember we got to the border in Texas, and we actually ended up flying from El Paso to Miami, where my aunt was. And I went to school in Miami for about a year. I have I was like in kindergarten there, I think. I have very vague memories of there, but we ended up moving to New Jersey when I was in first grade. So I'm a Jersey girl at heart. I've been, I was in New Jersey from first grade to junior year in high school. So pretty much my whole childhood. It was, I want to say a culture shock because I was so young. I uh, assimilated well. It was more of a, like a identity crisis of like, where am I from? Or like, what is my, you know, what am I supposed to be grounded in? And I, I was blessed to being raised in New Jersey because it's so diverse you know, I had friends from all different backgrounds. Nobody, I had friends that looked like me, friends that didn't look like me. So that was a beautiful thing. Um, and then I moved to the South. <laughs> uh, that was a little bit different. I think I experienced probably my first, you would say like racism down there. And it kind of made me look at myself as like, what, I'm different. So it's inter- it's been an interesting journey. Um, I mean, having immigrated here so young, I'm lucky enough to say I'm very assimilated at this point. And I was disconnected from my Honduran roots. I mean, other than my parents, but your parents, you know, only add so much to you. And that's why I'm one of my friends, Moche, the the person I was speaking about, um, he's been a great ally and 
just kind of a guide back into my roots and, and I'm forever grateful for that. That's so cool. Does he still yeah. go back to Honduras? Yeah, he goes he goes like three times a year. Like he goes back all the time. Do you have He's any cr- family still there in Honduras? Yeah, all of my well, my mom's immediate side of the family is there. Mm-hmm. And my parents are currently building like their dream house down there and they're always like sending me pictures and so we are gonna eventually take like a family vacation down there. And I think my parents, um, their plan is to retire in Honduras eventually. They're probably like 20 years from that. Other than that, my life is here. I mean, I thought about, you know, let me move to Canada. I wish I could live in Switzerland or all of those thoughts, but I'm pretty sure I'll just end up staying in the States. Uh, You're a bit of, of a world traveler. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you don't ever feel like you really put your bag down, you know, even having living here in Colorado, it's a decade plan for us. I've, I'm a big, I'm big on planning. I don't know if you've caught that already for me, but I have a 10 year plan in Colorado and I do want to move. And I say, I want to, uh, to the pack Northwest because I do miss being close to the ocean. So I'm like, I feel like the pack Northwest, even though I've never visited there has both, they have the mountains, they have the oceans. It's a little bit colder, which I do like colder weather. So we'll eventually make like a vacation trip out there. This is something that we share in, Car- in, in common, Carmen, is um, I just do solo trips a lot. Um, my husband is just happy being at home. So we just yeah, make it work. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. And even better if he accepts you for you and doing mm-hmm. those solo trips. You know, it took my Absolutely. husband quite a while. He always felt like, well, are you going to be coming back? How long are you going <laughs> to? going like he kind of took it kind of personally at first and I'm just like yeah no this is just who I am went on my first airplane ride when I was 10 years old by myself so wow you're like I could do this and then Mm -hmm. I traveled to visit family in Italy when I was 16 and that oh wow yeah by yourself (laughs) by myself yes but you did it I did yes yeah let's talk about growth really need to create new friendships I think in my 30s because I don't know about you but man making new friends in your 30s is really tough (laughs) oh my goodness and during the pandemic oh yeah so yeah that's been huge huge for me I mean being an extroverted person I had you know a huge social life it's and I don't mean to, to brag but I did have a lot of circle of friends and I could keep my calendar, my social calendar every weekend. I, I was I had something planned and it gave me something to look forward to. Q moving halfway across the country, not knowing anyone. Q pandemic. And it just made it made it really hard. I also like had a big pivot in my career coming from corporate America and, and traveling and being in the human resources realm specifically talent acquisition you know career fairs meeting new people it just kind of fit well with my personality and having to take an operational role moving to Colorado with direct reports and I have to be in this area at all times and it just not having that flexibility um, kind of impeded into my work-life balance which on one side it was okay because I didn't have any friends I had no social life so kind of just like drowned in work uh, but on the other end, it like something was missing. Something was not right. So I am very grateful to have met you and, and a couple of other women 
recently as well. It's funny because one of my really good friends here, I met through my dog. <laughs> she posted in the Corgi group on Facebook that she was planning a first birthday party for her little Corgi. And I was like, oh my God, my little Corgi's first birthday is also coming up. And we kind of linked up to do the party together at a dog park, which ended up being really, really fun. And then we just kind of kept hanging out. We had a lot of stuff in common. You know, it's it was like the stars aligned, you know, and I'm a big believer in that. And it's just one of those things that I'm just grateful to be in a place where I am now. So very happy for friends, for sure. It is hard to make them. But once you find the right people, yes. it's meant to be. I don't know if you could tell, but I'm actually a very introverted person. And if you didn't know me right away, you would think I'm extroverted. So it's like, it's like I'm an introvert extrovert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I could turn it on and off. But um, until you really get to That's know me, good. I wouldn't have thought I'm extroverted <laughs> and I like to go travel across the country at 16. Well, I think we're ending our time. I want to thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, my very first guest. I appreciate that. I love listening to your podcast and I just love podcasts in general, but I, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to to share a little bit about myself and just to have this chance to chat about me myself and, and being open and hopefully it resonates with other people out there and it helps them. Well, you're so very welcome. Such an amazing conversation and chat that I had with my friend Karen. I am so very grateful that she agreed to come on the show as my very first guest. This was or has been a growth experience for me. I guess you could call it one of my AFGEs, another fucking growth experience interviews on my show. I don't really like calling them interviews. It's very, very formal, the word interviews. So I'll call them chats, discussions, conversations, discovering amazing possibilities, and really and truly getting outside my comfort zone. And I will be continuing this series, another fucking growth experience in your 30s series. The next episode, I think, will be a solo episode, so stay tuned. I don't know if you can hear that, but we are currently having a thunderstorm in Colorado. The thunder is pretty loud. I'll leave you with this last and final thought today. What amazing possibilities have you not considered in your life today? If you enjoyed this episode or were inspired by something you heard on the show today, share it on Instagram. Take a screenshot of the episode and tag us at Amazing Possibility. You can also leave a review of the show on Apple Podcast or Spotify. And if you feel called to, connect with me on my website at www.iamcarmenshields.com or over on Instagram at Amazing Possibility. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you.